You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Welcome to this week's edition of the GDPR Weekly Show. And as normal, I'd like to start off with a shout out to our new listeners. And this week, we have new listeners in London, Manchester, Slough, Doncaster, Birmingham, Sheffield, Swansea, Derby, Hull, Cardiff, Portsmouth, Southampton, Guildford, Newcastle-upon-Tyne, and then across in the continent we have new listeners in Barcelona, in Valencia and in Madrid, all in Spain, in Paris and Calais in France, from Bavaria in Germany, from Venice in Italy, Milan in Italy, Zurich in Switzerland, Moscow in Russia, and then further afield in Delhi in India, Kanagawa in Japan, and then a good number of new listeners from across the pond in the USA. And so this week we have new listeners from California, Virginia, New York, Texas, Washington DC, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Colorado, and Missouri. So a big GDPR welcome to all of you. And of course, as always, a big shout out to all my regular listeners. Um, now something close to 800 to 900 of you every week, depending on the topics. Hopefully in a few weeks time, we can breach the thousand listeners every week. That would be a fantastic target to reach. So if you do have any friends or colleagues who don't currently listen to the show and you think would be interested, then please do point them in the direction of the GDPR Weekly Show. I do really appreciate having you all listening or you've given up 30 minutes of your week to catch up on the latest news in the world of GDPR. And as always, if you have any queries or any questions or any suggestions for items for future articles or indeed people you might want me to interview in future episodes, then please do uh, send me an email to podcasts at insurety.co.uk. That's E-N-S-U-R-E-T-Y dot co.uk. Uh, you can find the GDPR Weekly Show on Apple iTunes, on Stitcher, on YouTube and on all the major podcast networks. And uh, if you can't find them there, then you can find them all on our Insurity website at www.insurity.co.uk. C-N-S-U-R-E-T-Y.co.uk and just go to the podcast page and there you'll find all of our podcasts right back to the first one. And also details of how to contact us to give feedback on the podcast. I do really appreciate your feedback. I do read every piece of feedback that we get. I don't unfortunately have time to reply to all of them, but I I will uh, make sure that I action them and when I can, I will get back to you. And really, that's it for now. Just look forward to this week's episode of the GPR Weekly Show. And in a few moments, I'll be telling you what we've got coming up for you this week. Check us out on Facebook. So coming up in this week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show, we have some extracts from an article written for the Washington Post by Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook and some interesting observations that he has on data privacy and GDPR. We then look at the Czech Republic where the national government of the Czech Republic have finally got round to adopting GDPR into Czech law 
and have also passed an interesting ruling within that law about the status of public bodies within the Czech Republic and their liabilities under GDPR. We then have an article looking at the Dutch ICO who have just this week issued a penalty schedule. So showing for companies based on turnover what they can actually realistically expect their maximum penalty under GDPR to be. We then have news of a very large data breach via a organisation called verification.io and finally for this week we look at an ongoing legal battle between Biznode and the Polish ICO over the handling of records under GDPR where there is no email address or telephone number, there is only a postal address and how GDPR should be interpreted to apply to that and also what can happen if you have a breach. And so an interesting mixed bag of articles for you this week and I hope you enjoy the programme, find it of interest and thank you once again for listening to the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Regular listeners will know that we often have articles about Facebook on uh, the GDPR Weekly Show. But this week, whilst this is Facebook related, it puts an interesting slant on things. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, the main person behind Facebook, has published an opinion piece in the Washington Post newspaper talking about the four ways that he thinks new regulations could benefit the internet. Zuckerberg specifically pointed to harmful content election integrity, privacy and data portability and Zuckerberg has called for an expanded privacy regulation echoing similar statements from Tim Cook. Zuckerberg says that he agrees with the calls for bringing the US frameworks similar to the rules in GDPR the General Data Protection Regulation. He explains that such regulations should empower the users to choose what happens with their data. Uh, quote, Effective privacy and data protection needs a globally harmonised framework. People around the world have called for comprehensive privacy regulation in line with the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation, and I agree. I believe it would be good for the internet if more countries adopted regulations such as GDPR as a common framework. New privacy regulation in the United States and around the world should build on the protection that GDPR provides. It should protect your right to choose how your information is used while enabling companies to use information for safety purposes and to provide services. Zuckerberg also noted that a global framework would make it easier to manage universal regulation as opposed to having guidelines that vary country to country or even state to state. 
He said, I also believe in a common global framework. Rather than regulation that varies indefinitely by country and state, will ensure that the internet does not get fractured, entrepreneurs can build products that serve everyone, and everyone gets the same protection. He went on to say, I believe Facebook has a responsibility to help address these issues and I'm looking forward to discussing them with lawmakers around the world. We've built advanced systems for finding harmful content, stopping election interference and making ads more transparent, but people shouldn't have to rely on individual companies addressing these issues by themselves. So, interesting there to note a perhaps a more positive reception to GDPR now from Zuckerberg at Facebook. Obviously, words are easy, actions are more difficult, so we wait to see whether he does actually put these words into action. But hopefully, perhaps it will mean that we don't need to mention Facebook quite so regularly on the GDPR Weekly Show. But we wait and see, and as we get any updates, we will bring them to you in future episodes of the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. We are getting an increasing number of our customers now already contacting us to arrange an audit as now it's coming up to towards a year from when GDPR came in and they want to make sure that they're operating as they should be and we'd like to offer this service out to all of you, all of our listeners. Uh, So if you'd like us to perform an audit on your GDPR uh, operations and make sure that you are recording everything you need to be, that you have all the necessary procedures in place and that you know how to action those procedures. Please do get in touch with us via podcasts at insurety.co.uk. That's podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at insurety, E-N-S-U-R-E-T-Y.co.uk. Please make the subject of your email GDPR audit and we'll get the relevant person to contact you. Um, We're able to carry out audits either on-site or remotely, and for a pleasantly low cost. Um, I'm sure you'll be pleasantly surprised with the figure we're able to provide you with for providing the audit. I can't give a global figure here because it does affect, it does depend on how many employees, how many customers, how many records, etc you have Um, but please do get in contact with us it's totally without obligation but do get in contact with us to arrange an audit because uh, if you do want the audit done around may or june of this year to be annual from when gdpr came in we are rapidly filling our diaries for that period so uh, don't delay do get in touch do it this week and we'll be pleased to provide you with a quote. And for the first five of you to contact us to request a a data audit, a data breach audit, I'm pleased to be able to say that we will provide that to you for 50% of our normal fee. But that's only for the first five of you to contact us as a result of this podcast. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Well, Brexit rumbles on here in the UK, and 
we still don't have a firm decision to bring you. Hopefully we might do by next weekend, who knows. Um, it's perhaps interesting to note that the UK is not the only European country that can take a long time to decide what to do with EU legislation. Uh, the Czech Republic has just in the last week finally adopted GDPR into Czech law. Quite incredibly, now it's almost a year on from when GDPR became the rules for data across Europe. But the Czech government has only just got around to incorporating it within Czech law. What is interesting is that incorporating it into the law, they've made a few subtle changes to GDPR, much along the same lines as the UK did, in particular with regard to the age of children. So, whereas previously it's been quite simple with children in that across the whole of Europe, a child has been regarded as anyone up to the age of 13. In the UK, we've said anyone up to the age of 16. Well, now the Czech Republic has muddied those waters slightly more by saying that a child is anyone under 15 years of age. So that might need some uh, changes to people who have social media, particularly across a wide range of countries. If you're targeting uh, the Czech Republic, you need to check whether uh, a child is under the age of 15 rather than 16. They've also um, introduced some extra rules on when data does not have to be shared with the data subject under GDPR. And so they've ruled out sharing any data which would be considered to be in defence of the country, public order or internal security. And they've given examples of that as being crime investigation and prevention, criminal prosecutions and serving of sentences. Other important public interests of the EU or any of the member states of the EU, especially economic or financial, currency, budgetary, tax, fiscal, public health or social security. Any issues concerning the independence of the judiciary, the supervisory and regulatory functions of a public authority, or personal rights in and freedom for the enforcement of private claims. So in other words, they're saying that for civil, civil action, uh, that data does not have to be released under GDPR in the Czech Republic. But one of the other things which they've done, which I wonder whether other countries now wish maybe they had, and we might see this changing, I guess, to uh, be reflected in other countries, is the Czech Republic have chosen to fully exempt all of its public authorities and public bodies from any penalties under GDPR. So they're saying that uh, the public bodies are still expected to comply with GDPR, but they won't receive a financial penalty if they don't, which I think is uh, quite an interesting interpretation of the law. And we wait to see whether any other European states choose to follow suit. And I guess we could also look to see whether someone looks to bring forward a amendment to the UK Data Protection Act 2018 once Brexit finally takes effect 
um, to maybe have the same effect and maybe escape our public bodies from uh, penalties under GDPR as well. Uh, just a possibility, I don't know. I'm not in the position of power, but I thought it was worth floating the idea out there now that it's been written into the law in the Czech Republic. Check us out on Facebook. Just a reminder that as well as the podcast, we now have our own Facebook group. Please do pop along and see us there at https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash groups slash GDPR weekly show. That's always one word, GDPR weekly show. And uh, do please come and join the group and follow the discussions that are going on. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. In another change to GDPR across Europe, the Dutch Data Protection Authority has released details of a proposed GDPR uh, finding schedule. As you know, under GDPR, potentially a company or an organisation can be fined uh, 20 million euros or 4% of their worldwide turnover, whichever is the higher. And what the Dutch regulator has now introduced is the concept that, whilst that's fine in principle, Obviously, for smaller companies, smaller organisations, no one's ever going to find them 20 million euros. And so they've come up with a charging schedule, which they've made public. And their charging schedule basically has set maximum fines depending on the turnover of a company. And so what they're saying is, is that for companies or organisations with a turnover between zero and 200,000 euros, the maximum fine should be 100,000 euros. Between 120,000 euros and 500,000 euros in turnover, the maximum fine should be 310,000 euros. Between 300,000 euros and 750,000 euros, in turnover, the maximum fine should be 525,000 euros. And between 450,000 and 1 million euros turnover, the maximum fine should be 725,000 euros. Now, the Dutch uh, regulator has been unique so far in making public such a table of penalties. It is perhaps to be hoped that other European ICOs follow suit as it would give a good set of guidelines, I think, for those imposing penalties to set penalties so that perhaps we can get back to the original aim, which was that penalties across the whole of the EU would be roughly the same, rather than the scenario where we have now, where some regulators, particularly the regulator in France, has built a reputation for imposing really heavy fines, whilst other regulators, and I think particularly regulators in some of the Eastern European countries, who've adopted a far 
more relaxed finding schedule. So it would be good, I think, if other ICOs were to follow this example, whether the UK ICO, for example, will follow and issue its own charging schedule. We don't yet know. Perhaps it's something that will become clear later in the year. But when we do become aware of any other ICOs across Europe producing a public charging schedule, we will, of course, bring it to you in a future episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. Possibly one of the largest data breaches ever has taken place or become known, should I say, this week from an organisation called Verifications.io. Uh, Verifications.io performed an enterprise email validation service that, that other marketing firms check whether lists of emails that they had were real or not. Um, very little is known about Verifications.io or indeed the people behind the business, but what is known is that their database was breached and that almost one billion people's personal data has potentially disappeared without trace. Email addresses from 982 million people were included in what researchers are calling one of the biggest and most comprehensive email databases. But it wasn't just email addresses. Personal information included names, gender, date of birth, employer, details of social media accounts, and in some cases even people's home addresses. It's very early days in the report of this data breach, so there isn't too much information to actually go on at the moment. And indeed, uh, since the breach, verifications.io have actually taken their whole website offline, so it makes it perhaps even harder to quite track what has been going on but it would appear that masses of people will have lost their potentially had their email data taken the company itself let's say very little is known about other than the fact they operated from an address in Estonia and we have tried without success to make contact with people involved with uh, the company and we would hope to be able to have some more news on this for you next week but there's a very early, early heads up um, but potentially looks like it could affect well as we say hundreds of millions of people so it would be a big surprise if there aren't people within the EU and indeed people within the UK that have been affected through this breach with verifications.io um, but as soon as we know more and as I hope in next week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show we will of course bring more details to you You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host Keith Budden And finally this week we talk about a uh, interesting decision to come out of Poland's ICO. The Polish ICO has just issued its first fine under the GDPR and on the surface 
nothing seems that remarkable. The fine was close on 220,000 euros and was handed to Biznode, which is a European digital marketing company headquarters in Sweden. But they have an office in Poland and it was the Polish ICO which followed up. On GDPR investigations into Biznode and it found that the company had failed to comply with data subject rights obligations as set out in Article 14 of GDPR, Article 1.4 of GDPR. But the decision also not only imposed this fine but also instructed Biznode that it must contact the close on 6 million people who Biznode had not performed the consent obligations as required under Article 14 for and given the company three months to comply. Now on the face of it you might think well okay 9 million people where's the big deal? You know, it's a hassle for, for Biznode to do, obviously, but it's not unreasonable, maybe, that the regulator asked them to contact all these people. Until you realise that Biznode doesn't actually hold the email addresses for these people. It just holds postal addresses. And Biznode estimated it would probably cost them around 8 to 9 million euros in postal costs to send so many letters, never mind the actual burden of actually printing the letters, getting them into envelopes, getting them out to the recipients. So they said, well, instead of that, we'll just delete the sanctioned records. And then we don't have to send out the millions of letters. But of course, actually deleting data after it's part of the GDPR investigation is in itself considered a data breach. And so the Polish regulator has come back to Biznode and said, we're not happy that you've done that. We still think you need to retrieve that data and send out these letters. And Biznode, not surprisingly, have decided to appeal and they are reportedly willing to fight it all the way up to the European Court of Justice if they need to. What's interesting here is it's probably the first example that we've come across certainly in Europe on a large scale of an ICO applying the rules of GDPR quite correctly to records where there is no email address, where there is no electronic way of contacting the people involved. There is only good old snail mail post. We've had discussions with the Polish ICO about this and they say that they are sticking by their guns. They're saying that they need BizNode to comply and write to each of these uh, people and give them the opportunity to refuse consent in which case of course they will legitimately business will then legitimately have to delete the data 
when it was put to them about the cost of actually doing this, the response from the Polish ICO was very much, well, that's business problem and not us. And it said that they had given it some sort and they actually felt that either Biznode could find a cheaper courier to deliver these letters to all the people concerned, or maybe even considering using its own staff or hired temps to actually go door to door and deliver these written notifications to all of the people concerned. So, do business have a right of appeal? Well, it all comes down to, and those who've been, who've had our GDPR training will know that we already had some misgivings about this. It all comes down to the age-old implication whenever legislation says that the company involved is expected to fulfil its obligation in an active manner using its best endeavours. Now, I have sympathy with Biznode, but at the same time, I also agree with the regulator that you can't simply have a situation where you impose a requirement under GDPR and the response of the organisation holding the data simply say, oh, well, we'll delete the data then. That's really missing the point. And so it will be very interesting on this one to see which way it goes. Biznode say that they believe that this was an unintended consequence of GDPR and that GDPR was not intended to cover this situation where companies, organisations did not hold electronic contact details or even phone numbers for the people who had been included on the database. I don't agree, I have to say. I've, I've, I've given this some thought this week. And I'm coming down on the side of the Polish regulator. That I think it really should be the case where Biznode do need to use their best endeavours to contact these people. Now it may well be that best endeavours is actually employing couriers or attempts to actually hand deliver letters to the people concerned. I really don't see that that's a matter for the regulator, but I do think Biznode owe these people an obligation to actually notify them, let them know that they've been using their data and seek their consent. This is yet another case which I'm certain is going to run and run and as we get updates from it, either from Biznode or from the Polish ICO, we will of course bring them to you in a future episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. You're listening to the GDPR Weekly Show with your host, Keith Budden. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the GDPR Weekly Show. I hope you found it useful. I hope you found it entertaining. Please do let me know. Let me have your feedback by sending an email to podcast.insurity.co.uk. You can find out more about us at Insurity at www.insurity.co.uk. And I look forward to speaking to you again 
same time, same place, next week. Have a good week, everybody, and remember, keep your data safe. Check us out on Facebook. The GDPR Weekly Show is an insurability production. Follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash insurity.